There's something always for you if it's presenting on your path. It's either a course correction, it's a course confirmation, or there's somebody you're meant to help that is along that line as well. So say yes. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hera's Journey. I'm joined today by the amazing Katie Romanello. Did I say that right? <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. You could say my name anyway. It is oh. so darn close, girl. I love you so much. <laughs> Katie is a spiritual business coach who helps creatives and spiritual entrepreneurs turn their passion projects into successful, sustainable, full-time careers. Her mission is to light a fire in the hearts of 1 million spiritual entrepreneurs so that they can thrive in their business and change the world. Love it. She's a best-selling and award-winning author in mental and spiritual healing with Home of the Soul. Amazing book. I read it. I recommend it. And she's No Longer Silent is the name of her other novel, other book. And as an expert in moon magic, she teaches entrepreneurs how to harness the power of the moon to achieve their goals. Katie is an international speaker on the world tour for Think and Grow Rich and her four, and her four principles to sustainable success by following the moon cycles are creating a massive impact in the lives of entrepreneurs. So I will share, I'm very candid about this too, because uh, I'm a coach and we've got a number of other coaches that join us here on Hera's journey. Katie has helped me tremendously. I think the reason I'm, I'm here to be honest is, so I'm one of her, I'm one of her client testimonials. I'm one of your results. I'm one of your uh, success (laughs) stories is what I want to say. Having, uh, having left the corporate world, and, and in that space of, you know, before leaving the corporate world, just in that space of apprehension and, and uncertainty, you know, when you're, you know, you've got to, that was so burnout was my wake up call. Um, and I'll, I'll share more of my story as, as these episodes progress, I, I offer piecemeal of, of my stories. <laughs> I know a little sneaky, but <laughs> the focus that. is on the focus is on the guest, but uh, Katie, helped me tremendously uh, in the coaching work you did with me. It was phenomenal. The breakthrough I had left me with incredible confidence and courage to bridge, to to essentially cross the bridge to the other side of change. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. I am just in awe of everything you're doing right now. And this is an incredible platform, what you've created here. I love, as I know you do, I love listening to stories and I've always found it inspiring when it's women yeah, telling their story and what they've had to look at face and then take that step forward. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, that's never a comfortable, regardless of what it is, it's never easy. Yeah. And it's really interesting with the whole like dynamic of listening to women's stories, because I think back to, you know, say 2017, 18, when I'm first working through all of my own trauma and things of the past and realizing that I had a dialogue running internally around women being weak Mm -hmm. and like to the outside was trying desperately to appear as not a weak woman. Yeah. but not knowing that that's what was really going on in my mind. So I've got an interesting 
love and appreciation for what I'm going to call the weak in quotation marks woman. Cause she is actually the strongest and most, mm-hmm. you know, fierce woman of all. Mm-hmm. Very good point. And, you know, it's funny because I was working on, on something and I'm on a bit of a mission. I mentioned this to some colleagues, I call them colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my corporate identity is still creeping in. Yeah. I would love to change the narrative around the use of the word super. Superwoman, superpower. I get it. I understand it from a self empowerment perspective. But as someone who had burnout, <laughs> I, I'm not super. I'm a real woman that has real challenge, real struggle, and real power. Yeah. And so being vulnerable is, interestingly enough, a strength. And presenting as one, but then dealing with, right. So I had that mask on to be honest. Oh yeah. Everything's great. Everything's fine. And then Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, it was like, I'm juggling glass balls and the one's dropping after the other, but the concept of being more than right. Or, or the pressure of appearances and keeping up, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it suiting that, of course, every superhero has their mask. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that. Let's change that narrative. You lead that. You do that. You know what? And it's, it's, <laughs> it might piss off people. I, I don't know, but I, I just like to keep things real, you know, and grounded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and something that like, I've always had in the back of my mind is you really aren't, you know, doing things in life to change the world until somebody's pissed off at what you're saying. Ah, you're not doing anything until somebody, and it doesn't have to be big, dramatic, like somebody's out to get you comments, but until you meet that little bit of resistance on something you said, then at that point, you've just been agreeable to everything that's already going on. Everyone already agrees. So why do we need that? That's not change. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not a sports fan, but I think that's the term. (laughs) I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I shared this with you before, but I read your book and <laughs> jaw-dropping, mesmerizing, beautiful, just drew me in, Paige Turner. I, I mean, that's going to be my review is all of these one words. <laughs> just just um, and inspiring. Uh, your journey story. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm just absorbing that for a moment here because I'm also on this journey of learning how to receive, right? And uh, being someone who does this work is also like re- receive those moments. So I appreciate that so very much. You have no idea. And I never expected to be here. I still am in shock and awe every day at the the work that I'm doing. I don't, I, I was about to say, I don't know who I am, but I feel like that's like an outside moment of, I don't know who I was right Mm -hmm. before and starting out on, you know, a timeline glimpse, I guess, of where the book really dives into is being someone with extreme social anxiety at really the peak of my career in my corporate version of life, which was as a real estate broker and thinking for so much of my life that that's like the thing I wanted to do. I like had honestly wanted to be a real estate agent since I was five years old. And I've told the story of how I've been, you know, sitting in the church pews at five years old and writing out contracts and feeling like, (laughs) you know, it was so special doing paperwork. I loved doing paperwork. And as a child is really weird when I think about it, but there was something that was drawing me into that. And in 2017, I found myself at a real estate conference that 
I had honestly tried so darn hard to get out of, I, you know, being someone with social anxiety, going to a top producing event where I had to then show up in my full glory of top producer status with the label and figuring out how to act like that person should act was really challenging. I thought that I had to be somebody that was really, you know, strong and assertive and good negotiator. And I had never really had a female role model of that in my life. So I figured it out and made stuff up and, you know, thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. And really it just gave me anxiety because none of it was me and all of it was pretend. And so avoiding people was really the most natural thing that I could do. Let me go and pretend to be this successful person on the outside. Let me play that part in my life, but don't ask me to do it for longer than a certain number of hours in the day. Cause I'll break. Wow. And that's what was happening is I was crying in my car all the way home mm. from most client appointments at that point in my life. And nobody knew. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to being someone who was asked to go to this conference, natural place to be as an agent, but I said, I was too busy. The time doesn't work. There's too many clients. Nobody can take care of the stuff that I've got to hear. Every single excuse that I was really good at giving was turned down. Oh, here, it's all expenses paid. Oh, here, this person can take care of your clients. Oh, here, here's a room that's, you know, a wonderful fit for you to just have your own personal space. And like, I'm like, come on, what is going on here? How come I cannot get out of this thing, right? So I ended up going and it was the catalyst that changed my life. I sat in a room with all of these other successful real estate agents whom I had known on paper and behind the screen and, you know, behind the other end of the deal who I felt were all better than me mm-hmm. in my head. They're all so much better, so much more successful, even though on paper, it was the same. I was making the same income level, same number of deals, but I felt like a fraud And I couldn't put my finger on why I felt like I don't deserve to be here. I'm a a fake. And it's because I was a fake. This was not me. I was pretending to be somebody that I wasn't every time I opened my mouth and was very like stern and like cool sounding Katie was not her. I was not warm and fuzzy. Like I am now I was very cold. Yeah, I'm taking that in. That's, that's, yeah, that's striking because that's not how I know you. Right. And I knew a little bit because we, when we met, it was through training. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like the, this is the conference that I met our trainers and getting into this work and sitting in, you know, a room coincidentally, it was my escape route where I went into a little breakout session outside of the big conference hall where I could feel a little more safe to be not seen right. And not have to be in that room of all that big ego energy that goes on at these big conferences. And it was exactly the place where I like to think the universe or God or spirit, or, you know, whatever you believe in is out there was really directing me. And it's kind of like looking down with like the puppet strings, almost in the sense of like, don't worry, you're going to like where you're going. Just keep feeling those nudges and, you know, keep going. And I met, you know, the, the people that helped me change my life, who uh, allowed me to lean into all of the hurt and the pain in the most loving and supportive way. And I fell in love with the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting when you get to that point, uh, it's interesting how all those blocks were removed. Yeah. You arrive and have that interaction. What happened after 
that point you went into the training Mm -hmm. and then Yeah. So I went into the training thinking, okay, I feel on a deep level that I know that I need this. I'm just trying to figure out why do I have so much anxiety? Mm -hmm. And my goal at that point was I'm going to deal with my anxiety so that I can then become uh, the version of top producer that I was, but comfortably, like I was going to be able to own my confidence. And it wasn't just the tangible things I was getting out of my career, but I would feel good doing it. And I had this big goal of what my life would be and the team I would run and all the things that it was going to solve for me. And as I transitioned through all of my you know, levels of trainings, becoming an NLP master practitioner, master practitioner, and realizing that all of the steps, every time I took a new step, my course was sort of shifting a little bit. I started to open up new things I was interested in. I started realizing I was good at things I had never tried before. And as I started to enjoy all those little things, my career was flourishing. I was able to step into a role that I really wanted. I switched brokerages. I moved areas and I just created this whole new dynamic of work that was really built on who I actually was that warm and fuzzy part of me that was really connected to clients and serving in a certain way. And I built it all on my own. And what happened was I didn't tell anybody that I had done all of this practitioner training. I was certified in all these things. They just all of a sudden thought like, what did you do? Why, how is your life so different? And I started to get people saying, what did you do? How did you do this? How, like, how, 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 tell me what you did. What's the magic pill. And I started telling people all the trainings and things that I went through and part of my story. And they started to ask, can you do that with me too? Wow. And I said, no, I don't do that. <laughs> that was my first response. Yeah. Wow. So saying no happened for months and months and months, even though people asked because I never did it to become a coach. I thought right. I did it for myself. So I had another development. Block. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually it was a very dear friend of both of ours, uh, Lucy, yeah. who said to me, what are you doing? Like, cut this out. Why are you saying no? Like, what, what are you doing? And she Perfect just kind of like, style. yeah, <laughs> gotta love her, right? Yeah. The people we, we meet on our journeys that help us. And exactly. yeah, so I, I said, yes, I will work with you. And I was terrified. So you leaned in. Yeah. You leaned in. It's interesting how you say that you know, and it's, it's, it would be interesting as I hear more and more stories, because for me, it was the same premise, if you will, it was, let me go take this training to, well, for me, it was to save my marriage. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out. And then it was to become a better leader. And it did help to a certain degree, did not have any interest in coaching, started to a little bit, saw amazing results, found it to be like, so rewarding to be in service, but the focus was on just being better at the thing that I was in, which was that corporate job. Yeah. It's like this self-identifying and almost a grieving process. I know for Mm. me individually, it's taken me still years in shedding the layers of grief around who I thought I was going to be, what my goals were and realizing that, you know, the old cliche that you can be and do whatever you want the world is really limitless and actually seeing that come true in glimpses of moments. And then, you know, the human side of me saying, Oh, but I'm so attached to that side that I hated so much. I got to keep that a little while longer. Mm -hmm. 
before I can watch the miracle unfold. Yeah. And grief and feeling like it's so interesting as we grow and have success that the thing that really needs to be talked about more is you can have a tremendous amount of success in a moment on something you feel so proud about that you did. And at the same time, feel sadness around it. That's fascinating. Yes. Yes. That's fascinating. It's like, what is that diagram? I think it's a Venn, (laughs) like that gray area. Yeah. And, and shedding the old, like a, just shedding that grief process. That's powerful. Yeah. And it's the, like the polarity of it, that really is fascinating to me and pulling me into also this, you know, work around the moon and moon magic and and phases and how we all move through so many different phases in life, just continually. Right. And it's up and then it's down and noticing the nights where I was at my deepest, darkest times, not knowing why life was happening to me the way that it was and standing out in the pitch black and just looking up at the dark sky with a big moon there thinking I'm alone and just proclaiming to the universe. Why? Like, why is my life being torn apart? Why is it that my goals are not happening and not realizing at that point that the questions I was asking, I was going to get answers to that. That was the missing link up until then was until I asked, I couldn't receive the answer. Interesting. How did that answer come to form. Yeah. It's so in the book, I talk about breadcrumbs, right. And the Mm -hmm. little moments that when you look back over a timeline, all of a sudden, all those moments that you've collected up, they really make sense there. There's something that's created a mass about of all these little moments. And as I look back to, you know, falling apart, realizing that I needed to meet someone at a certain time, I've noticed that to get to where I am. And I still think there's so much more shifting that's happening and opening up in my life to now that looking back, it was less about wanting a certain thing to happen and more about realizing I wanted to feel happy doing something. There was never like wanting money and success was never part of my internal values. And I I had no idea that it wasn't about money until I had all of it stripped away. So it was like my lessons have had to be big and dramatic because I never asked for help. I never asked why is something happening? Where is the challenge coming about that I can learn from? There was no what's working, what's not working. It was just do the thing that you've intended to do until it breaks you, which doesn't work. No, it just doesn't work for anybody. And yet so many of us live in survival mode. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're taught it. And then we're modeled it and then society and movies and music and all of those that we look up to, you know, perpetuate it back to us. And it never ends until we decide how much pain has been behind that perpetual cycle. And for me, I I had to have it at a lot of pain. It just was my pattern. And so now when I'm looking back and seeing all of these moments, it's less about, holy smokes, you've had a lot of trauma in your life, girl, and more about wow, look at how much you learned there. Look at how much you don't do that anymore. And it's pretty amazing to feel and integrate every day. That's a beautiful lens to look at it. That's a beautiful lens to reflect and look forward, um, to look at the opportunities and the lessons. And oftentimes when we're in it, mm-hmm. very hard to do. I tell the story of how I did have a, uh, and I call it the initial wake up call that I ignored because you know what happens when you ignore the pings. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking a shower, used the palm of my hand to clear the steam that had formed on the mirror to see myself. Mm. And I remember looking at myself and thinking, what are you doing in this marriage? Wow. 
And then immediately I shut it down. The other voice said, no, 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 we can fix it. Yeah. And so it went on. Yeah. 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 And, and what is fixing, right? Like this, this word, because sometimes fixing means letting something go. Yeah. It's, it's that, you know, it's the, how I find fascinating in these stories is the, we talk, uh, we talk about that lens. We talk about the lessons. It's the how, right? So someone listening is going to be like, yeah, I'm on that precipice. Mm -hmm. So how do I move? Like I move my foot forward, but I don't know if it's an abyss or a bridge Yeah, (laughs) because I'm running whatever, right? And I'm tethered to the comfort, you know, that's behind me. And so fearful of taking that step forward into uncertainty. Yeah. And this is why I really love how, you know, working with moon energy is all about understanding when something is coming up and why, and it kind of gives us a framework because we're so used to in society thinking, I do this then, and then I do that. And then I reach that milestone. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to do this. And we plan our lives in this timeline. Right. And you know, our, all of our plans are a little different, but they're all the same, really, Mm -hmm. when we look at the milestones. So we're conditioned to have framework. We need framework or else we feel a little chaotic without it. It's nervous energy. So if we really tune into mother nature's cycle of giving the framework then it feels so much better to say, okay, you know, new moon, I'm going to push ahead and decide like, what are the things I'm passionate about? I'm going to take some action here. Know that I'm supported at this time to do that. And then, you know, moving into the first quarter phase and it's like, oh, there might be a little test of faith here because I've never done this thing before that I just said yes to, but it's okay. Cause I know that's the phase I'm in right now. And I'm supported to just continue on and keep making plans, right? Plant those seeds. But then full moon comes and it's like, holy smokes, I feel like a mess right now. I don't know what is going on. I've got all the feels. (laughs) And then we realize, hey, it's full moon phase. And that's all about looking at those feelings that are attached to the goal that you're trying to achieve. Those are the feelings that need to be worked through. They're showing up as lessons. They're there for a reason. It's okay. We'll have them notice it's this phase. And then move into third quarter energy and decide, well, what's working around what I'm doing and what's not, how am I going to move forward? Am I going to let that thing go? Am I going to change it? Or is everything working beautifully? And I continue doing what I've set out to do. And then you just keep doing that. Like it gives you permission to slow down, speed up, make changes. I love that. And I, and you're, you're so bang on, uh, this framework that you're talking about, is this something that. And first of all, it's just, it's having that awareness and that framework, I think will allow you to, to, to ease in and have that awareness, right. With, with some level of, of that certitude that I think is needed. Yeah. That framework sounds amazing. Is that something that, that you offer through your coaching or is that something that we can find on your website? Yes. For those of us who need that. So I'm, I'm so incredibly passionate at this point about helping others just awaken the magic that's within them. And all of my work up to now has really led me to this point to say, Hey, like everything you've been through awoken you to what there is. And everybody else is going through that same journey on their own timeline too. So framework again, being like my brain kind of needs something to know what's next. And I have a a free moon calendar. Actually, if you go to my website, moonmagic.info, it is a free calendar that updates every month. And it gives you like when that energy is going to shift. So four times 
And it's about once every week. And then it gives you some mantras, right? Like, okay, this is what my mindset should focus on this week because Mm -hmm. my energy is supported in this. And it's very like simple and tangible. And it really gets you noticing that shift in flow. And especially as women, like we sync to moon cycles, like this is a real thing. It lines up to how our feminine flow is. And if you start to note where the position of the moon is in combination to your natural feminine cycles, you'll find that they start to line up and it's really fascinating. Yeah. I used to make a joke about the full moon was (laughs) Yeah. That, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. My husband still says, is it full moon phase? I think it's full moon phase. Like he just <laughs> knows and he's right every time. <laughs> it's awesome. Please uh, check out Katie's website for that calendar. I think it will be very helpful. You know, you, like I talked about the pings before, and what I meant by that is that you do get, there are those breadcrumbs. You, there are signs, you do get signals, you get prompts to change, to pivot, to, to just look at a, a different path because you're meant for something else. And you know, too, that this is no longer serving you, whatever that may be, career, relationship, et cetera. And then it's, it's, it's doing that thing and making that pivot and taking that step forward and going through those, you know, whether it's a framework you're using, um, whatever point of reference you have, perhaps it's a therapist, it's a coach, someone to guide you, help you through it. Did you have guidance, um, any support in place to help you? Um, because you, you essentially shifted similar, uh, from let's say that quote unquote corporate type structure type institution to what you're doing now. Yeah, I've, I've definitely had support and I continue to resource. I firmly believe we, we never stop. So unless you decide you don't want to do anything else, accomplish anything else, then I would highly suggest like always have support around you that you can tap into. And I've had you know, long-term coaches that I've been with, I've resourced new coaches. And every time I feel like there's a threshold that I meet where I want to be on the other side of that thing and grow into that person, I feel called to do. I know there's likely going to be something that shows up that says, "Mm -mm, no, this is where you stop. This is where anxiety Katie starts talking. And in order to gain that perspective, to shut it down, to see the lesson it's offering, we need outside support for that. It's just who we are and nobody's immune to that. So there is no level of a shame in ever resourcing, regardless of how big you get, you know, you're a seven, eight figure person a year. God bless you resource because the people below you need you to be at your best to pull them up to as we go. Exactly. And there's, um, that's lovely. Like there's so much, I think, pressure on certain individuals at certain levels that they, they feel almost an obligation or, com- or compelled to be that pillar and stay strong, not recognizing kind of like what we were talking about earlier, that it's actually quite empowering to be vulnerable and in that vulnerability, reach out, ask for help, wave that white flag. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to do that. And then continue to continue to resource, whether it's therapist, coach, friends, family, anyone that, and the importance of having positive support mm-hmm. in general around you at a particular crucial time, like when you're in that crucible and you're, and you're just trying to, you know, you're being, you're being transformed as you go, you're not aware of it, but as you're moving through the challenge and the difficulty, you're, you're being transformed into your, you know, who you're meant to be. Your authentic self is something I'm hearing from you in terms of connecting to that true Katie that you were perhaps, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you're 
maybe keeping her at bay or keeping her a little surprised. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even realizing the full power and potential of true Katie. Yeah. A hundred percent. I had to do like a ceremony to let old Katie die. And the day I did it, I told yes. everybody old Katie dies today. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I just kept saying it. Cause I needed to hear it out loud. Old Katie dies today. And they know surprisingly people didn't actually ask me what, what does that specifically mean? I would just get the, okay, (laughs) (laughs) okay. And it helped. It helped for me to say, like, I give my permit myself permission to change today. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's, yeah, you just said something really important. Like I, I, I giving yourself permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You started your journey to self-discovery. Yeah. And it just never ends. Like the biggest misconception I had in all of this was once I do all these things, I'll have my big breakthrough and then I I'll be there. It's like, I'm made, I've, you know, I reached the top and then to realize, no, the cycle keeps going. You will do something in a certain way. That is, you know, the new critical point in which things will then change. And no, it's not rock bottom, like a million times in life, but you see where there's challenges and then you grow from it. And then now you're a new version of self. And then you do the cycle again and it becomes fun and rewarding rather than scary and depressing. Yes. And you have the learned experience from the previous cycle, let's say. So you have the social proof, the evidence that, Hey, I've done this before. I can do this again. Now I've got, maybe I've got this, the coach, I've got the skills, I've got the tools, I've got the tool belt yeah. that I wasn't wearing before to, to make, to move forward a little easier. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about where you're at now. Oh, goodness. Okay. So (laughs) yeah, I'm really excited about where things are at. I don't know where they're going. I'm for the first time in my life, leaving space for things to be bigger than I even imagined or intended them to be. And I'm, you know, running my program is awaken your magic, which is helping spiritual entrepreneurs really tap into what's holding them back. And that is regardless of the level you're at, there's, you know, if there's things that are coming up, there's a higher, you know, place that you want to be in life, then working through all of that to allow more to come in. Right. And, and really helping others achieve their mission in life, because I really, really believe that more healers need to speak and to be heard And so that we can give permission to the next person, right? Every time we use our voice to say the thing that we're worried about somebody judging us for, it gives another permission to say the thing that they were worried about being judged for. And it builds this bridge to the next level of what life will be. So I'm leaning into a lot of speaking, never would have thought I'd be passionate about speaking or that I could even speak as a former you know, self-proclaimed person with anxiety and all the shyness issues of being an introvert, you know, through and through, but really leaning into that and developing a retreat center, amazing contacts coming in. There's big stuff going on with this retreat space. So I'm just really excited and letting the connections come in. And I'm going to say it right now, because I know that when I say things out loud, they usually tend to start working to happen. And uh, my big goals are bringing the book into movie, into film. That's what I truly desire. There is more. If you've read the book and you're blown away, there's more truth behind that that is still to be published. 
when I read your book, I thought at the end of it, this has got to be a movie. Ah. I can, I can envision this movie in my head. So that's amazing. That's exciting. That's extremely exciting. Your retreat center, by the way, you've taken a couple of photos of the enchanted forest and uh, it's, it's like, it looks like heaven. I love the photos that you have in terms of like the starry lit. It's just beautiful ah, thank you. and dreamy and enchanted is the perfect, perfect name for it. Also, thank you for sharing that, that you worked through anxiety and, and introversion and just, and those vulnerabilities. Um, and I say worked through and, and I'm sure you're, you know, working through because I've seen you speak. I've seen your videos. I love your videos. Love your TikTok. Love everything that you're doing. And I feel, I, I feel strongly connected just because <laughs> you've helped me. I am an introvert myself. Uh, dealt with some stuff in the past, as you know, but it's, it's wonderful to hear that it is possible to work through it and to connect with who you really are and to be in flow and to have confidence and to, and to have the courage to work through and to continue to work through and achieve the level of success that you have achieved and continue to achieve through your work. And that, that goal that you have of a million yeah, I see it. I, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the start. Uh-huh. I see it. So thank you for, for sharing your story today. What's what's one? And I know you've shared so many wonderful lessons and tips. What is one main message that you'd like to share? One takeaway will it be? Yeah. So thank you so much for all of that. I just I'm absorbing and and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think the, the biggest thing that has ever gotten me to the next big thing in life has always been in saying yes. So whatever it is, that's in front of you as an opportunity right now, even if it feels very scary or like, I can't do that. That's not for me. If it's presenting as an option, somebody has asked you, or you feel like, oh, I could say I'm interested in that. I saw a post. If there's anything that comes into your awareness of an option to do say yes. And maybe saying yes is just like commenting on the post or signing up for the thing to get more information or making that connection call. Do the one thing that's in front of you first that you have an option to do because you will start to be blown away by where it leads. And I promise you nine out of 10 times, it's not where you think you're going Mm -hmm. and it's so much better. There's something always for you. If it's presenting on your path, it's either a course correction, it's a course confirmation, or there's somebody you're meant to help that is along that line as well. So say yes. Amazing. Say yes. Love it. Thank you so much for being here today. I love you. I I don't say that a lot, but I do. And uh, yeah, it's like, I'm not a hugger, but Oh, you are now. You can hug. I am now. I am now. Let's be real, right? Thanks to this Avalon community, I am now. Um, yeah. Where can folks? I know you mentioned your website earlier. Um, where can folks reach you? Because I know they'll want to reach out. Thank you. Yeah, I so I love and adore you. Right back at you, and I'm all over social media. I love Facebook and Instagram. So you know, Katie uh, don't try and say my name. It is way too hard. I'm still figuring it out, but just uh, Katie mindset coach. It comes up in Google as well. And uh, moonmagic.info is my website. Thank you so much, Katie, for being here. Thank you.
If you enjoyed listening, and I hope you did, please like, share, follow, whatever it is you do with podcasts as you listen on Anchor, Apple, Google, or Spotify. Tune in next week. Be well.